Hi, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast Season 2. My name is Beatriz. I am an entrepreneur and business coach and the founder of Be A Boss Coaching, host of this podcast. And for this episode, I'm really excited to be talking with my friend, Stephanie, someone that I've known for a few years now, definitely since my time as a case manager and social worker at Mount Sinai Hospital when I used to live there in New York City. And before I move into the episode, I wanted to remind you to come on over to beabosscoaching.com so you can book a free discovery call and learn more about me, learn more about ways that I can help you in your entrepreneurship journey. It's free. And if you're interested in learning more, you can visit my page. You can also come on over to social media on Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. That's where I mostly hang out. But I really wanted to talk with my friend Stephanie about how to confidently pitch yourself and your business. That was one of my struggles when I first started because as a business coach, never have started a business. I completely refused to call myself that. And it was really difficult to figure out how to talk to people about what I do and how I help other people through my business. So if this helped you, please come back to Instagram. You can screenshot this episode, tag me at Be A Boss Coaching on Instagram or on TikTok, or you can even send me an email. I'm over at Beatriz, B-E-A-T-R-I-Z, at BeABossCoaching.com. Everything will be in the show notes. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions, again, let me know. This episode was recorded in December as well. So you'll hear some happy holiday at the end. Other than that, though, I think it's a great episode. And I hope you learn a lot. Bye. Welcome to the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast, a leading podcast where we redefine entrepreneurship through the entrepreneurship journeys of women of color, BIPOC, and queer entrepreneurs. I'm Beatriz Rivera, and as a social worker turned entrepreneur coach and podcast host, I share my own journey and story. I decided to start my own coaching business during the pandemic when I was helping my dad, a veteran business owner, to keep his 23-year-old business open. Since then, I've thrown myself into courses, coaching, podcasts, and books. However, I've learned that entrepreneurship is a journey and we can all learn from each other's stories, mistakes, successes, and redefining the boundaries of what entrepreneurship can be. Subscribe to get new episodes every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, Steph. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. Thank Hi. you. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. This is going to be, as I mentioned to you, one of our Friday episodes. And my idea, like I mentioned to you, you know, I wanted to have friends join the podcast on the Friday episodes. Maybe now I'm thinking about it. Maybe not all of them. I think some might be solo episodes with myself. But but either way, I'm excited to have friends on 
and I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Yes, me too. So before we move forward, I do want yeah. you to introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Stephanie. I am a, a teacher in New York City. I have been teaching for about five years. Uh, before that, I was a care coordinator at Mount Sinai uh, mm-hmm. Hospital. This is where Beatrice and I met. Yes, we did. <laughs> and uh, we became friends uh, since then. It was, um, I think it was like, mostly it was three of us, right? Because we have to count Christina in as well, our, our other friend. Um, yeah, so after a long time working as a care coordinator at Mount Sinai, I decided to transition into education, which was something that I was very passionate in. And that's what I have been doing for the last uh, five years. It's been crazy. Time goes by so quickly. And now it's it's <laughs> it's going to, it's, it's 2024, 2024. Well, yeah, 2024 in a, in a couple of days. Or, a couple of days, yes. Yeah, three days ish to be exact I, it, it time goes by quickly you have to value the the, the little time we have true it's- yes that's so true i i honestly when you said five years since you've been teaching i was oh my god that's <laughs> wild because yes. i remember when you were still at mount sinai i was still at mount yeah. sinai and yeah. and I remember when you were just starting to talk to me about what you wanted to do and getting into your master's program for your education, your education career. And now it's five years that you've been teaching at the high school level. So racing. It Trace. is how time flies yeah. by. Yeah, I I feel like I learned a lot in those five years. I uh, it's been especially with COVID, you know, and because I also became a teacher right around that time uh, uh, when COVID happened. So it was it was a warped time um, that seems to have placed everybody at a different trajectory than what they were going. You know that then. The, the trajectory that they were going in before so it it seems like we're now sort of easing ourselves out of it um even though it seems like it happened such a long time ago but it's it's, we're still sort of like processing (laughs) yeah i agree with that it's i I agree that covid was one of those markers in many people's lives where the trajectory changed this big yes. global event happened and then everybody's path just veered off in a different direction w- yeah. from what where they were going. So I, I'm one of them for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people have more time to reflect and think about like what do I really want out of life? Like what uh does what drives me or where am I going to to go? Um for me, which is something we're gonna talk about today, I know. <laughs> Yeah. I started baking during, I know. Yeah. during the, the during that time, and it was for me at the time. It was a, a way to, and that time I mean I don't know if they did they censor does Spotify censor you for saying COVID to I don't I don't hope that they're not saying we're misinforming people, but um, 
uh, we're not spreading information. We're just talking about that period of time. <laughs> um, I started baking as a way to meditate and as a way to relax uh, because I, I suffer from anxiety, which is something I'm very open about. And I have been trying to learn ways to cope better with my anxiety, especially during COVID. And I never thought I was going to become a baker. I never thought I was going to be in the kitchen making cakes and doing all of these things. And all of a sudden I'm making and all of these creations and following YouTube videos. And my friends are eating all of this food. And I'm like, oh my God, did I just discover this new <laughs> this new hobby slash possible career of my life? Um, so I started posting pictures online. And as I did you follow me on 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 Instagram, you see all of those things that I create. And mostly it's for fun. But I wonder, B, you who are the expert, how would I even start if I wanted to go beyond just being homemaker to having a professional account or 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 promoting a business like that, if I were to do that. Not saying that I'm doing it right now, but hypothetically. I know. I mean, I do, I do remember seeing your creations online. And I was so excited when you started to do that because you were so passionate about it. And you really enjoyed it. And it's something that I could tell that you were really into. And that's one thing that I... I remember when I started my business or when I was starting to think about my business, the seed around what the starting a business was planted for me. I want to say September-ish, maybe late, the last quarter of 2020. And I, one of the things that I would say, if you're starting a business, and that seed is getting planted in your head around wanting to start a business around your passion is learning how to start to talk about it. And yeah. at the time, I remember, I don't know if I shared with you, Steph, but I, I, I was thinking about what kind of business I wanted to start. And I was doing all this research and I really wanted to figure out what, what, what would be my first step, really what would be my first step. And there's a lot, like when you think about like what is your first step, it's such a big question because you could really start anywhere and that's fine. Like wherever you start, there's no right or wrong answer where you start in terms of business is what I've come to realize. But um, thank you for bringing that up because, and I know you don't, you're not thinking about making this an actual business in the future, which, however, if you do, I'm here. <laughs> never, never, right? I, I learned that. Never say no, never say never. You never know what could happen. Who exactly, knows? <laughs> exactly. But I think the first... It, you, I, I want to say that the fact that you started an Instagram account around your business, around just the fact that you're creating something, like 
that could literally be a first step. Like I would say start an Instagram account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's free, right? That is true. That is true. And the only reason why I started, this is a funny story, so I'll, I'll count a very, like, uh, recount a very fast. Um, my roommate at the time, she was uh, studying to become a strategist. So she was, like, learning how to um, create campaigns for different uh businesses and so on and she needed uh like a, a demo she was like doing kind of like a fake sort of campaign but based on a real product and uh she had everything prepared and then all of a sudden the person who was supposed to do the show or the baking um defaulted so she said she couldn't be there and all of a sudden, because I was obsessively baking during the pandemic, I had all of the materials, I had all of the products, and I and I went and I helped her with her presentation as the as the professional baker. But this is, of course, stage. It's like a thing that we were doing. Um, but I was thinking it very seriously. If you ask her, <laughs> I was probably not the nicest person that day because I was like, I am actually teaching people how to do this because I learned this way and this way. Um, but it was it was fun. And I and I remember thinking about even why I started baking. And it does give me a sense of calm sometimes that I don't I don't usually get with all the things. I think because I'm moving my hands and I have to I have to uh, be very mindful about what I put in and it requires the the use of my hands but also my brain in a way that all the types of meditation does not does not uh, do but um I was taking pictures and pictures and pictures and pictures obsessively and one of the little girls there was a little girl she was like 11 years old <laughs> at the at the campaign came to me and she was like, do you have an Instagram? I want to follow you on Instagram. I want to see your creations. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have an Instagram. And she was like, why? I'm like, I'm not a real baker. <laughs> and then she was like, you're a baker. And then she was like 11 or 12. I don't remember her age. And I had to create one just because she asked me. Uh, uh, her, her mother, she's this sweet girl. Her mother's name is Annie, I believe. I, I I need to give her a shout out because that that girl is is so sweet. Um, but that's the reason why I created the Instagram account. It was because she wanted to follow me and she wanted to see my creations. She was so impressed, I guess, with how I was teaching her how to do all of these things. And yeah, that's that's the story. <laughs> wow. No, I, I'm glad you said that. You never told me that before. And I thought that you created your Instagram account because you literally were like oh i'm baking and i want to no. <laughs> put it no. online and no. i guess it makes sense especially since if you didn't have that intention of making it bigger and trying to sell things i guess it makes sense um but i'm glad that the little girl it was popular demand <laughs> popular demand and that is what businesses supply and demand you're supplying yes. Yes, exactly. Right? You're exactly. supplying a a service. You're teaching people, and someone 
asked you for it. There's demands there, right? Yeah. Like yeah. so, you saw the demand and you and you met the demand. So exactly. I want to say that you already have an entrepreneurial spirit, even if you don't know or realize it, but you do because I you saw so. you saw the demand and you 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 gave the people what they want. So. <laughs> <laughs> pictures here yeah yeah no I mean and, and that is I would say even if you like I said you didn't have that intention to make this bigger or to create this into a business but that is one of the first steps I would say is it's one of the easiest steps it's free there's not a lot of commitment to it and just having it there, I think, helps because it allows you to start planting the seed around how are you going to talk about your business and how do you want people to know about you, right? And I guess that I guess we'll go into the topic. We kind of like, um, yeah, how do you start talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we can, and that's a topic I know both you and I talked about. Like, oh, let's talk about how do you start talking about your business and like is mm -hmm. that how do you start doing it with confidence and I do want to share so really quickly mm -hmm. I did have I wish I had the the book on me it was a, an online book that I read through the LA Public Library shout out to the LA Public Library because they have so many amazing great resources that's where I started to learn how to podcast and wow. I incredible yeah. Yeah. And I moved from their studio to creating my own little setup, my most minimal setup here in my room, as you can see. But uh, I checked out this book. It was called Think Faster, Talk Smarter by Matt Abrahams. And the book is mostly providing tips on how to talk effectively and how to talk with confidence in within the context of of spontaneous speaking so mostly like Q&A or if you're in a presentation and you have to present on the fly you can use these strategies and tips to talk essentially talk your way into talking about your product or whatever you're talking about and as I was reading it, it really made me think about when I, back then when I started to talk about my business, it was one of the hardest things I had to get over. It was just, just saying that I was a business coach was so hard. I, I didn't want to say that because. Were you having like imposter syndrome? Is oh, that, that why? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was like, I think it was that. And also like. I mean, I think it went deeper than that because I also, in my head at the time, I, I, I had fact, I did not have any experience with opening a business, right? So how mm -hmm. could I call myself a business coach and never have opened a business? So I, I just, I refused to do that. I refused. But I remember... When I was going back to 2020 and going back to that time, thinking about that, I don't know if I told you that I started researching 
what kind of how to create a business and I threw myself into books. And I remember. Podcasts. I yeah. remember. Yes, yes, yes. I you you had given me a little bit of information, but I think during the during COVID, you were here in New York, no? Yes. Yeah. I was yeah, in New York. you were here. I I remember. What a weird time. Yes. So this is sort of like the the genesis of of what is be coaching today. Yeah. 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 And it, I I just refuse to call myself that. And I could not bring myself to say, I'm a business coach, come and work with me. And at that time, I actually was helping my dad with his business because mm. his business, he has a brick and mortar. He owns a shoe repair shop in California. And I was in New York. And of course, with COVID, it was very difficult. No one yeah, was as a shoe I repair bought. service. Yeah, no one was going out anywhere. No one needed their shoes repaired. And it was very difficult and that really, I'm very close to my dad. So I'm, that was a really tough period for me, knowing that my dad was struggling like that. And so I was helping him financially just to keep the doors open. But I was like, okay, well, I want to help other people. I want to help people who are struggling as well, keeping their doors open and who maybe also want to start businesses and right. who are prepared and skilled to handle tough situations like COVID or, or um, I mean, who nobody could have prevent uh, predicted COVID, but yeah. but I think in business it's it's so unpredictable either way. So, like, I want to help other business owners feel prepared or feel confident in their skills to stay afloat at least when those times come mm-hmm. and I, so and that was that was just back then but recently I have been thinking a lot about oh I would like to learn how to communicate better I would like to learn how to express myself better I think that podcasting is helping with that, but I've also been reading and listening to books. I'm an avid learner, so I'm always look reading new books and listening to new podcasts. And one of the books that I came across is, like I said, Think Faster, Talk Smarter. And there's three... I The way that the author describes them is there's three structures that... He talks about, there's more, but these are the top three that I believe are not just, they're they're not useful just in the terms of speaking more eloquently, but actually speaking about your business. So, okay, so I guess I'll go right into it. Yeah. So, Steph, if you wanted to talk more about your baking, one of the structures that you could use and this is one of the structures that he that he talks about is essentially what a structure is it's like it's a um a plugin a plugin format where you just it's so it's basically a formula that you can use for speaking or and i think about it as also using it for talking about your business where all you do is plug in your business information okay so the formula would be what if so that for example and that's not all 
So, so four things. Sounds very simple. Yeah, it's just four. It's so be what if, so that, for example, for example, and, that, and that's not all. So What's like that? that is the formula or the structure in your head that you can keep at all times in your back pocket whenever someone asks you about your business. So I made a quick example here. So I, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my, my business as, as a coach. Okay. Right. So if I were to use this structure, the way it would look like in my business or for my business is what if you could start and grow your business while also growing your entrepreneurship skills so that you could continue taking action in your business, even when you get hit with the overwhelm of personal priorities and pressures of life. So for example, you might have a great idea for a new service, but the pressure to keep a consistent paycheck from your nine to five drains your energy that you have left to work on your new service. As your business and entrepreneur coach, I'll help you build the skills you need to move your business forward and still have space to enjoy life. So I use basically the what if in the beginning so that and for example and that's not all so that's not all is essentially adding more like this right. is not this is not everything you get right it's like the icing yeah yeah so if we were to the icing <laughs> 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 exactly exactly so if we were to think about your business right and you wanted to start talking about it and you're sort of still and I think that it's just good to have in your back pocket even when you're trying to think about what does your business do and how does it serve people and um, what kind of problem is it solving I feel like you could use this structure to kind of figure that out and yes. figure out for yourself even if you're still brainstorming through that it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't need to know exactly everything that your business does and all the concepts of your business from to start using this. I think it's a great tool to use it when you're figuring it out. But then also if you're out and about at a networking event, for example, and someone asks you, oh, so what do you do? Obviously, networking events, they always ask they you. They always ask, yes. Uh, you can just and and I get so nervous when I go to networking events I don't like to chit chat and do small talk it makes me really nervous and And we talked about this you remember it's it's like it's the pressure of like uh, you want to be genuine and you want to get to know people because you really want to make real connections with people but it also feels kind of weird to talk about the business so i can i can i can see how especially at the beginning be when 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 entrepreneurs are trying to figure out what their business is or trying to just sell the business and to tell people about their business how nerve-wracking that could be going into the spaces and not feeling when you're not feeling very confident about uh, who you are as an entrepreneur yet or if you are still sort of defining the services that you're that you're uh, trying to create, I think, I think that it's even more um, 
beneficial for someone who is starting to follow a structure because that way it kind of removes a lot of that like uh, anxious anticipation mm -hmm. that comes when you are at events like that where people will ask you because they will ask you what yeah. do you do so what kind of business do you have yeah. and what do you sell and then all of a sudden you're like I, I, I don't know I don't know I because we're not really good at talking about ourselves um yeah. especially when we have to tell people oh I have a business you know you know what I mean it's kind of exactly it sounds yeah. a bit like oh I'm just here to sell you something and that's not necessarily the case like yes we want to make profit but also uh we want to just create this genuine connection to people so that they they so that we can actually get to have community as we are building um our projects no Yeah, I totally agree. And when you're out and about at events, at a networking event, a lot of times we don't even go to the event because we feel unsure. We're still uncertain. We don't really know what how to describe ourselves or how to describe our services. And so it feels as if we're not ready or that those events are just not for me right now because I'm still figuring it out. But Right. Really, you should be going to events or even and not just networking events, but let's say you go to a holiday party, your partner's holiday party, and you're meeting new people. The number one question I feel always comes up when you meet new people. So what do you do? <laughs> mm -hmm. right? right. And you just never know who you're going to meet and may you never know if they're going to need you or your services. That might be a potential new client. That, and they might even be generous enough to want to work with you, even if they know that you're just starting off, but want to help you and want to give you that that experience um so if you were to have that if if you're still figuring out i would say that having the structure is really beneficial just because you can plug plug and play what if so that for example and that's not all and i feel like and that's not all feels a little salesy maybe you can change it to something that feels a little bit more authentic to you maybe something like On top of that, you also, whatever, you know, something that feels more like you, because I feel like, and that's not all, sounds right. like an ad, <laughs> like a commercial. Um, but that that is one structure. So if we were to plug and play with your baking business, for example. Yeah, yeah no, I'm thinking about this. Like now you have me, my imagination is going wild. So start as, let's go over the, I know we mentioned the four, but let's go over them again. What, it, what if? Mm-hmm. What if well, the second one is so that so that third one, for example, for example, and additionally, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking if I will create if I were to um, create this uh, fantastic, beautiful bakery <laughs> <laughs> in my mind. So what if? So what if I had a, created a bakery where all of the cupcakes, um, it was mainly cupcakes, were flowers, beautiful recreations of flowers that were three-dimensional flowers. And instead, so instead of, for example, Valentine's Day, getting a bouquet of 
regular flowers, you could get a bouquet of cupcake flowers. Mm. And this could be a, a thing where you would go to this bakery so that you could have uh, beautiful designs of cupcakes for Mother's Day, for Valentine's Day, for birthday. And in addition to that, it could be one of those like nice cute bakeries where you can actually go and have an experience, have a little tea, have read a book or have a little nook, write something that is geared towards, towards the community um, and perhaps um, also take some classes here and there, the creation classes and just so a place that you can go and relax. Mm. Uh, I think that that would be kind of uh, my my vibe if I were to have this fun, fabulous uh, imaginary <laughs> imaginary <laughs> bakery. Did I use it right? Did I use? I feel like I, I used all of them, right? I think you missed you I think you said so that but I think I don't know if it translated well okay because I th yeah. I think you you said instead of so that you said instead the word instead oh <laughs> uh, okay okay, okay. Yeah. So I replaced that with so that so that uh people could go buy their presents instead of uh yeah instead of getting regular flowers you could get bouquet of uh, cupcake flowers and if no one knows what I'm talking about if you're listening to this I'm sorry I have a I'm, I live in New York by the way so right <laughs> now there is a an ambulance this is like the soundtrack of New York so exciting I hope the person who's there is well <laughs> the person who's going on the ambulance hope everything goes well but you can hear the noise so I apologize um now I I, I was forgetting what I was going to say The cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, I think, okay, so here's some feedback. So okay. you are plugging and playing right now, right? So you're right. just, so you're sort of the, you're imagining what a bakery could possibly do um, right. for the, for the consumer, right? So if it does it, I think, You can use it once it starts to feel good, once it starts to feel, oh, okay, this sounds good. So maybe the uh, one thing that I was hearing as you were talking about the bakery and the and the, the 3D flower cupcakes is there was a distinction between the cupcakes and the bakery itself. So mm -hmm. like I think you want to think about If you're opening up a bakery, let's say you are like you have an op like let's say you have an actual location, brick right. and mortar, right? But there are to LA. Yeah, just because like oh, if some right. bakers, some bakers don't have that; they just bake and they mm -hmm. sell online, right? So I think like I think it is important to you can start thinking about what stage you're in. So if you're just selling online and you're just selling, what you're selling is your creations are a bouquet of cupcake flowers, cupcake flowers, like that's what you can do. I mm -hmm. think the focus needs to be on that rather than the brick and mortar because that feels different. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but you can... That I could add eventually if I were to open a location, for example. If yeah. I wanted to 
okay yeah right. but if you, i mean if you did have the location like imagine it's like flexible. it's flexible yeah like what if like you could say what if what if there was a bakery that offered 3d flower cupcakes for as a as valentine's day gifts anniversary gifts i'm and- sorry i'm trying to pull up i don't know if people know what i what i mean by by cupcake flowers have you seen them be no, but I can Absolutely. imagine them. I mean, I can imagine their edible cupcake flowers. <laughs> and Continue. I interrupted. No, no, no. I mean, that's okay. But imagine, like, if we if you did have the brick and mortar already, you could just focus the the structure on the cupcake first. So you could say, what if what if you could give. 3D cupcake flowers for Valentine days or an anniversary or for a birthday so that it's not a regular bouquet, not a regular thing that dies and something delicious, something delicious and something that is probably more meaningful because if you think about it, I, for myself, the way to my heart is food. But anyway, for example, you could give a bouquet of cupcake flowers for someone's birthday with their favorite icing and their favorite flavors. And on top of that, they can they can get 50% off on their next on their next purchase for this bakery. Right. You know? So like yep. it it just gives you it, it gives you a structure to play with. And um, and then to I really swear. think, yeah, to really think about the client or think about what you're selling from the client's perspective. Um, right. Okay, but really quick, I have two more structures. And the, okay. these other two are really, really simple, though. The, okay. the second one is problem, solution, benefit. So, like, if you were to just have the problem about what you're solving with your product or service and then what the solution is, which is how it does it. And then the benefit, like how does it actually benefit your client and customer? I feel like that could also be a structure that you carry in your back pocket when you start talking about your business and your services because it it's not four different elements that you're remembering, but three. So it's problem, solution, benefit. So what is the problem? Yeah, like if the problem if the problem that you're solving with your bakery is um maybe someone doesn't want to give flowers for Valentine's right. Day cuz they, you know, they, some people do. Some people don't like having flowers at home because they die. They don't like to see them. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe you're trying to you want to give something that is actually more aligned to that person's taste or preferences. Mm-hmm. Maybe they enjoy food rather than material things. Like, at least that's me. <laughs> like, for Valentine's Day, my partner, yeah, he, he, such <laughs> yeah, he gives me um, chocolates or, or not just any chocolates. These are top tier chocolates that sometimes I don't. I, I will take me a whole month to finish because they're so good. And so, um, but anyway. Chocolate is the best. So you don't get me excited about chocolates. Continue. <laughs> unless <laughs> Yeah. But then you 
this this is a solution. This is how you can help people. And then this yeah. is the benefit. Like someone actually enjoys that you gave them a bouquet of edible cupcake flowers rather than having a flower that later on they're going to have to throw right. away. Well, let me show you because I don't know if people know people this is huh? what I what it will look like and this is an actual thing that people do and I have done some if you go on my Instagram I have done sort of like poly uh lower levels <laughs> I've, I've done like bouquets of roses and I think it would be nice they're beautiful that just, looks like a real bouquet of flowers imagine tricking someone and being like oh my god flowers. these are beautiful yeah. and then it's like that's yes. not all you can eat them you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot of sugar, but yes, yes. That Oh my gosh. Now I have it. We have it. Imagine what? if, let's say this was your product stuff. Uh -huh. What if you could give someone your, what if you could give your loved one a bouquet of flowers so that you don't look like you forgot about the anniversary? For example, you're in a rush because you actually did forget about your anniversary but now you can go to your local bakery and get a bouquet of of cupcake flowers and give them to your loved one and that's not all they can get to eat them and you don't look like the asshole at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> feed feed your loved ones it always always works i think that's your target audience it's like people who forget about their anniversary yeah <laughs> I think that's your target audience. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, okay. And then the last one, the last structure that I'll talk about is, um, this is the acronym. It's ADD, basically ADD. And ADD. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first one stands for answer the question. So if they ask you about something about your business, let's say, what do you do? Answer the question. And like, I don't I don't mean just answer literally just there's more to that right like go straight to the point so answer the actually say what your business does and then detail an example so that's the second D detail an example so give de give an example and give details about how you what your business does and then describe the value that's the this third the second D ADD okay. describe the value to the person detail describe the value okay exactly mm -hmm. um so i feel like if you have that one too if that one's easier to remember add because it's it's yeah. an acronym answer the question detail an example and then describe the value to the person that could be your structure for talking about your business when so, someone asks you off the cuff right so if i were to be nervous or anxious i could just say well um, I am a baker. I have a bakery and I create cupcakes that look like flowers and they come in this beautiful bouquet so you can buy and gift to your loved one for Mother's Day, for Valentine's Day, and you can eat them too. Perfect. You describe the value at the end. You answer the question. You detailed an example and you describe the value to the person. They can eat them yeah. as well. That is Perfect. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I think add. I think that one's your yeah. your favorite. That might be the easiest structure 
uh, to remember and to use when you're talking about your business. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I hope that all of these specific structures help. If you want to learn more and how to apply them, I honestly suggest to go and check out this book. It's called Think Faster, Talk Smarter by Matt Abrahams because there these are not the only structures he talks about. There's other structures that he talks about, but I believe that these three are the most relevant to talking about when you're talking about your business and feeling starting to feel confident and I feel like they're good structures to practice when you and not just practice pitching yourself and and talking about your business but also good structures that can help you hone in on what your business actually does and what the solution is and what the value is for your customers so i feel yeah. like they really helped me and sounds very helpful my like business. and you literally literally yes. just did it right now Steph. Oh, well, Want to go create this? You like open this bakery? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. lot yeah. well, I'll need I need investors. You'll need investors, yes. And when you're ready, <laughs> and I'm uh, when I'm a millionaire, I'm ready to invest in your company. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, I want to thank you, Steph. Thank you for inviting me. It has been fun. It was really fun. I always I enjoy talking that. with you. I'm glad. This is why I really love this too, this idea that I had about having having friends over to the podcast because I get to create the podcast, talk about something, and also catch up with my friends and see them. <laughs> Your habit stacking. Is that what it's called? Or yeah, like, habit stacking. You're right. It is a, way, it's a, it's a, it's a strategy to get you to do something and make it fun while making yes. it fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. I know. Amazing. I'm really glad that you did this with me. And thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I know. I know. I feel like, like in general, teaching something is a little bit harder when you're trying doing it on your own and trying to teach something because. You know, if you're not getting feedback from another person, you're sort of just kind of talking to the air. But I'm glad that that you came on here and did this with me. I appreciate you. Thank you. Anytime. You know, I'm here anytime. I have fun. I learn a lot. I don't think I will forget about these things. <laughs> I hope that you use the last one. You did it yeah. well. That was perfect. Yeah, that one is so simple, straight to the point. I think for someone who's like beginner has nothing, like never learned anything about entrepreneurship, I think that that would be uh, probably the go-to. Yeah. <laughs> the go-to if I'm feeling the pressure and if I'm feeling anxious. Um, so yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously it's not just for business, right? Like you can take it anywhere if someone, if you're, if you're talking about your role or maybe they, maybe you can use it on a presentation, you mm. know, if you're like doing a presentation, I think it can help as well. So yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you. thank you, Steph. I appreciate well, you. I hope we get to talk soon. And yes. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate me. you too. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Take care. Say hello to Sean. I'll say hello to him. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. 
Remember to come on over to the beabosscoaching.com and book your free discovery call where you can learn more about coaching with me, what it takes to start a business and grow the skills while growing your business at the same time. I'm excited to learn more from you. Remember to sign up to our newsletter and come back every Monday and Friday for new episodes.